Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. and grateful for tonight Heavenly Father as we have gathered in your presence we ask O God that you make us worthy Heavenly Father we ask O God that we will not live here the same as we came but we will be equipped we will be armed we will be strengthened for indeed we say we are victorious and we are overcomers for you say greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Therefore, Lord Almighty, let us live here aware of this great one that is in us in the name of Jesus. Spirit of God, have your way. We ask the Spirit of God that you take control of this service. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Wonderful. Well, like I was sharing with you, you know, this season, this season of fasting is a wonderful season. And the book that has been chosen, the book that has been selected is Demons and How to Deal with Them. You know, the bishop is a very anointed man of God. Yes. You know, there is no doubt in my mind that God has called him and the things that God, the things that he's doing with us in a church, I have no doubt in my mind that he hears the voice of God and he does these things. And so, personally, I take these things very seriously. You know, if any instruction comes that we ought to do this, I take it very seriously and I go all the way with it. You know, because I know that the hand of God is in it. And I know that when I take it, when I, when I, take it, I know that the hand of God is in it. Amen. Amen. You see, when the season came that we were preaching about Titan, you know, sometimes we don't even understand what we are sharing, but we realize the hand of God is in it. And I tell you, the blessings that are coming upon people's life right now, it just baffles my mind. Do you see? So I want everyone to take this period also very seriously, as if you yourself, you have heard from God and you are doing this thing. That is how I take these instructions. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Wonderful. So, to, I mean, we are, going to, we are going to share from this book. Now, the, um, we have our Sunday services and our Tuesday services. So, um, we're going to share two different messages, but they're all based on this book. Do you see? Because not everyone that comes um, on Sunday is also here. And so you are going to have some form of overlapping of the messages, but the goal is to know about demons and how to deal with them. Amen. Is it a good thing? Yes. Wonderful. So for you special people who have gathered here today, I just want to just give you this special introduction, you know, so that... Um, you will um, 
you have a heads up about some of the things we are going to um, deal with and you will be prepared well also. You will be equipped well. Amen. So I'm going to just introduce something to you and then we are going to pray. Hallelujah. And I want, is there any reason why, Helen, you need to go out? I want everyone to be here, you know, so we understand what we are sharing and don't let anything take you out unless it is critical and it is very, very urgent. Amen. So demons and how to deal with them. Now, how many of you believe in demons? You believe that demons exist? Maybe five people. Only five people do not believe. There are five people who do not believe in demons. Okay. Let me see by show of hands. Those of you who, you don't really believe in demons. You don't think they exist. You are not sure that they exist. How many of you? You, you are not sure if demons really exist or, you know, it is some type of, you know, spiritual... How many of you? You, do, you are not sure if demons really exist or, you know, it is some type of, you know, spiritual thing, something to really scare you or. Demons exist. And every Christian, every Christian must know about demons and you must know about their characteristics and you must know about their devices. And you must know about what their goal and purpose is. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. Amen. Amen. How many of you have read this scripture before? Many times, isn't that so? Wonderful. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. It says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. He says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The warfare for a Christian, the moment you give your life to Christ, you enter into a warfare. And this warfare is a wrestle. It's a wrestle match. Now, how many of you have seen a wrestle match before? Wonderful. So, you, you, you may have seen a wrestle match on TV. And you may have thought that, you know, it's a game. Do you see? And that is okay. That is a game. But this warfare that you are involving, the Bible calls it a wrestle, and it's not a game. It is a wrestle, but it's not a game. It's not a game that you, it's not the type of game that you see on TV. They mimic it and makes you look like, well, in a wrestle match, the opponent really wants to harm the other one. Do you see? 
Now that is true. But for your case as a Christian, that is the case. That is not a game. That is what the enemy wants to do to you. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? That is what the enemy wants to do to you. And you realize that in a wrestle match, you see that sometimes the, um, the opponent's people want to come around and they want to help. But the enemy does not want anyone to come in. So as they are trying to come, he throws them out also. He attacks them so that he can get you alone. That is the match that you are in. He says that you are in a wrestle match. He said we wrestle. We are wrestling. Amen. So whether you like it or not, you are in a wrestle match. And it's not a game. Hallelujah. Your enemy is not playing. The enemy that you are wrestling with, he is not playing. You may take it as a game. You may assume it is a game. You may take it like, oh, we come to church and we sing songs and we share the word of God and we are excited and we scream and we shout and we jump, we dance and, you know, next week we will come again because we like it. You may take it as an entertainment, but your enemy, he's not taking it as a game. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? He's not playing with you. Your enemy is not playing with you. So if you want to take it as a game, you are going to discover at the end what he wants to do to you. And if you read this book, you will see at the end what he wants to do to you, which we will read. Amen. Amen. When the enemy is finished with you, you'll be like the madman of Gadara. If he has his way. Amen. Amen. Now your, your enemy that you are dealing with, he also has a weapon. Do you understand? Every enemy in a warfare has his weapon. Do you see? Now, the enemy's weapon, his greatest weapon, are his tricks. And he wants you to assume that they are just jokes. He wants to trick you to assume that all of this is a joke. That all of this is just tricks. All of this is just gimmicks. All of this is just a pastor who does not, has not experienced this problem before. That's why he's talking like that. He wants you to assume that it is a game. And he wants you to be very ignorant. Amen. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? That is the kind of enemy that you are dealing with. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Chapter 2 and verse 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11. He says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of what? Of his devices. We are not ignorant of his devices. Beloved, do not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy that you are dealing with. He wants you to be very ignorant of his weapons. 
He wants you to be very ignorant of his devices. A Christian's cry is never to be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Hallelujah. You see, you have to remember that your, your enemy, the demons that you are dealing with, Satan, they were all once in heaven. Do you understand? They were all once in heaven. Satan was called the bright morning star. They were all once in heaven. Demons are fallen angels. Demons are angels who are in heaven who are fallen. Now you realize that when a country, when a country is looking for spies, for instance, a country is looking to, for spies to spy their enemy country, they usually look for people from the enemy country. Isn't that so? They look for people from the enemy country. Do you know why? You see, because when they get people from the enemy country, they will know the weapons of the enemy country. They will know what the enemy country is doing. They will know what the enemy country is planning. And so they will have people who will infiltrate to know really what is the weapon that they are coming to face us with. That is why they look for people from the enemy country. Like many years ago when there was the Cold War between USA and the um, USSR, which is now Russia, they will always look for spies from the various countries who will bring them information. Do you see? Because, you see, they want to know the weapons that they have in their country. And so your enemy also, he was once from the heavenly country. He was once there. Do you see? And he knows the weapons. He knows the weapons. He knows the power of the heavens. He knows the weapons in heaven. And he knows that that weapon, nothing can stand it. He was once in heaven. And he understands that the power of the word of God, the power of the word of God is what created the heavens and the earth. He knows that there is power in the word of God. Beloved, do not joke with it. He knows that the power of the word of God can create and it can break yokes also. He knows that. Your enemy is very, very conscious. He is very, very aware of what you are able to do. So if he knows the weapons that you can use, against him, don't you think that he will do something regarding that weapon? If he knows that there's a particular weapon that can affect him, that can really take him, don't you think that he will make sure that that weapon is not in your hand? Don't you think that he will make sure that you have no idea about that weapon? When, when the United States learned that Iraq had um, a nuclear weapon which can destroy them. They wanted to make sure that that weapon is removed from Iraq. They wanted to make sure that they have no such weapon. Even if they can have it. 
Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Your enemy wants you to be ignorant of that weapon. That is why he wants you to trivialize the weapon. He wants you to make the weapon as non-effect. He wants you to feel like it's just the word of God. We are, we are just being entertained. Because he was there. He knows the power in that weapon. The power of the word of God. And so the enemy gives you a whole lot of reasons why you shouldn't come to church. Trivialize the power. Coming to church to receive the power that can affect him. The power that can overcome your poverty. The power that can overcome your misery. He knows the reason why you shouldn't come to church to receive it. And so he gives you such reasons as, oh, your laundry is sold. All your laundry is dirty and you need to do your laundry. You have a lot of homework. He gives you enough reasons not to come. Enough reasons not to come to hear the word of God because that is his purpose. That is the weapon that can overcome him. So you trivialize it. Amen. Amen. He gives you a lot of reasons. He gives you reasons why you should spend more time on your hair and your clothes than to even spending time to do your quiet time. That you can spend enough time on your hair that your hair doesn't look straight, it doesn't look well, and spend enough time on your hair and your makeup such that you will not have time to do your quiet time, to read your Bible. Because he knows the weapon. He knows what can get him. He knows. He was once from there. And he knows what, if, if that thing comes in you, if that thing is in your mouth, what that weapon means. If that nuclear weapon is in the hand of uh, the Iraq, if, what is the name of the president that was killed? Saddam Hussein. If that weapon is in the hands of Saddam Hussein, America knows what that weapon can do. So the enemy knows that if the word of God is in your mouth, he knows what you can do to him. So he will give you every reason why you should not have the word. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? We are laying the foundation to fight the enemy. That when you read and you see, you hear, you see the word of God, you know that it's a weapon that you have come across. Amen. He knows. He knows. That is why he knows that it is, it is, it, if you get the word, he is done for. That is why as soon as you pick the Bible to read, you are falling asleep. You are falling asleep. You don't want to read. As soon as you pick the Bible, as soon the moment, you see, you can be doing all things. You can watch Nigerian movies. You can read a novel. You can read, any, you can read magazine. You can read the Time magazine. You can read. The moment you pick the Bible to read, you are falling asleep. Because that is a weapon that you are picking up. And sometimes the moment you pick up the Bible, phone call, this one is calling you. That one is calling you. This one is calling you. That one is calling you. Look, we are not ignorant of his devices. We are not ignorant of his devices. He is not, a, he is not happy with me at all. For this, you have no idea the challenges that we had coming here. There was a lot of snow upstate. We had snow upstate. You know, icy. 
And he knew that I was going to reveal something to you today. I said, the enemy, the enemy does not want you to have this weapon in your mouth. That you have the word of God in your mouth. Beloved, your weapon is the word of God. I say, your weapon is the word of God. And he knows that that is your weapon. Because he was once in heaven. And he knows what created the heaven and the earth. He knows that it was the spoken word of God that created the heaven and the earth. And if he said that he made you in his own image, he knows that when you have that word in your mouth, you can destroy him. So he make you. He will make you. Not, not even searching, not pursuing it. Not being hungry for it. But tonight, we are going to be hungry for the word of God. I said tonight, we are going to be hungry for the word of God. Turn with me to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. I'm just laying a foundation for you so that when you are reading the book, you will take the words seriously and not trivialize it. It's not one other book, just another book that they have given you. How many of you received the scriptures and the topics to pray today? If you didn't receive it, let you pass it around. Share them. Where did I say you should turn to? Mark chapter 4. Did I give you a verse? Okay. We will not have time to read the whole thing. But... um, Okay, so let me just give you... Okay, let's read from verse 14 quickly. It says, you, I, I believe most of you have read this parable before. And this is a parable of the sower. And the disciples asked Jesus to explain the parable. When you go home, read the parable. But I'm just going to read to you the explanation that Jesus gave. It says, the sower soweth the word. And these are they... The word is the word of God. And these are they that... And these are they by the wayside, where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Beloved, it is not a joke. It is not a joke. I am sharing something very, very important with you. He knows the power of the word of God. And he does not want you to have it. He says, this, you, do you know who is Satan? Yes. Yes. He says, and these are they by the wayside, where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan comes immediately and take away the word that was sown in their hearts. Immediately. Lest it goes deep in. That is why, you know, you come to church and there's certain behavior and they preach and you realize that, mm, this is me. But as soon as you step out of the church, that same behavior, this insult, your mouth and gossiping, that same behavior, as soon as you step out of the church, is it because immediately Satan has taken the word out of your mouth, your heart. He says, and these are they, likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, 
and have no root in themselves. And so endure, but for a time. Afterwards, when affliction or persecution arises, for the word's sake, let me tell you, your affliction and persecution, they come because of the word. They come because of the weapon that you have just received. That is why the persecution comes. That is why when you take church seriously, when you start taking church seriously, suddenly your boss is changing your schedule. You can't go to church anymore. You can't, suddenly this is happening. It's because of the word that has come to you. It's because of the word. Because there is a weapon that is coming in your hand and you become a dangerous person to Satan. When they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves. And so endure but for a time. But tonight you are having root in yourself. Tonight you are having root in yourself. That when the word comes, it will not endure for a moment. Say they have no root in themselves. And when after, afterward, when affliction or persecution arises, for the world's sake, immediately they are offended. Immediately they are offended. The moment that you become to really like the church, that is when someone begins to gossip about you and to do certain things to you. The moment that you make your mind, you really want to do something for the church. Now, I think I've sat down for a while. I want to really do something. That's the moment. The moment you begin to do something, somebody will talk about the thing you are doing. Because of the word that came in your heart, that made you want to do this. Because now you are developing roots and persecution will arise because of the word. You say, I heard the preacher. I heard when the preacher said this. I think I also have to do something. The moment that word enters into you and you make a decision, persecution will arise because of the word. Persecution will arise. Am I speaking to somebody this evening? He says, and have no roots in themselves, and so endure for a while, and immediately they are offended. Verse 18. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. And this is most of you now coming here. These are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. And the curse of this world, the curse of this world, the care of your hair, the care of overtime, the care of more money, the care of new pair of shoes, the care of another, another dress, the care of new sets of furniture. He says, and the care of the world, the care, the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness, deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in. Choke the word. And it becomes unfruitful. It becomes unfruitful. Hallelujah. It becomes unfruitful. It becomes unfruitful. Amen. Because the word has come. Many cares. I'm not talking about curse as C-U-R. S-E. I'm talking about care. Let's read the New Living uh, Translation from this verse, this particular verse. It's, or verse 18 verse. Verse 18. It says, 
the seed that fell among thorns represents others who hears what? God's word. The word of God. Who hears God's word? The weapon. Verse 19. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life. The lure of wealth. You know, uh, this lure. Uh, you have the NIV. The NIV. Because we are from a simple place where, you know, the lure of... Very good. Still, still others, like, still others, like seed sown among thorns, hear the word, verse 19, but the worries, that is my point, but the worries of life, the worries of life, The worries of life that I need another apartment. I think I need to move from here. I think I need this. I think I need that. I think I've lived here for too long. I think my closet is too small. I think I need a walking closet. The worries of life that I need another apartment. I think I need to move from here. I think I need this. I think I need that. I think I've lived here for too long. I think my closet is too small. I think I need a walking closet. Then you don't edge. You don't hunger for the word. The reason why you don't do your quiet time. The reason why you don't come to church. The reason why you don't listen to messages. The reason why you don't have time to read the word of God is because of the worries of life. It's the worries of life. That is the reason. Not that you don't like it. Not that you don't want it. But because of the worries of life, deceitfulness of riches. I said tonight we are not ignorant of his devices. Amen. We are not ignorant of his devices. So we want to pray that we will have a hunger for the word of God. Like we have never, beloved, let me tell you, that is your weapon. That is your weapon. That is a weapon. The word of God is your weapon. We want to pray that we will have a hunger for the word of God. We will have a test for the word of God. And that hunger, it will come into you. I say that test, it will come into you. We are going to pray that we will hunger like we have never hungered before. Like we, we, we will pursue the word of God like we have never pursued before. Amen. I think it's a good prayer topic, isn't it? Second yes. Corinthians chapter 4. Chapter 10. Second Corinthians chapter 10. And verse, verse 4. Okay, verse 3. Verse 3 says, Though we walk in the flesh, that is true, we walk in the flesh, isn't that so? It says, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. You walk in the flesh, but you do not war after the flesh. Why? It says, because, for, that means because. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. It says they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Our weapons, they cast out imaginations. Yeah. 
Our weapons, they are not talisman. You don't, it's your, your, weapon, your weapon against the enemy is not talisman. Your weapon against the enemy is not tattoo. It's not some, it's not some something that you put in your on your neck. Your weapon is not sea, sea water. That somebody will give you that drink a little bit every morning before you go. Mommy water, water. That is not your weapon. It says your weapon, it casts down imaginations and every high thing that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God, it comes through the word of God. You will not have the knowledge of God if you don't know the word of God. And it says, it brings into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. What do you know about the obedience of Christ? It is through the word of God. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Hallelujah. Your weapon is not, in, is not talisman. Your weapon is not some, some black round thing with thread that they have tied around that you put under your pillow and sleep. That is not your weapon. You can't fight the enemy with his own weapon. But your enemy who will deceive you to believe that that is a weapon. Amen. He will make you believe that this thing is protecting you. And so you have Christians who come to church but they have all sorts of talisman around their waist. Some people, if, by, if, if not for decency sake, we will check. We will see that you have strings of, strings of shell from the seaside and all sorts of things around your waist that you are wearing for protection. And you, you think that um, when you are sitting in a car and there's an accident, you will be lost. And then it will take you away. As, as you are coming and you are going to board the airplane, they give you this thing to put around you. That is not your weapon. Your weapon is the word of God. Your weapon is the word of God. I say your weapon is the word of God. And the enemy will trivialize it for you. As though it has no effect, such that it becomes fruit, it, it becomes fruitless. That is nothing. There's nothing in it. But that is the power. I say that is the power. If you knew that is the power, wouldn't you hunger after it? Wouldn't you fight to have it? Wouldn't you pursue after it? Wouldn't you go after it? I say your weapon is the word of God. Amen. Beloved, I want you to have a hunger for the word of God. Yeah. Your weapon, has, they, they are not carnal. They are not physical things. Your weapon, they are not feelings. Amen. It is hearing the word of God. It is hearing the word of God. And having the word of God. Having the knowledge of God through his word. That is your weapon. Hallelujah. I want you to desire 
to have a hunger for the word of God. A hunger like you have never had before. A hunger to hear the word of God. To listen to the word of God. Beloved, even if you don't like the voices of preachers, like you don't, hear, you don't like to hear my voice, you don't like to hear the voice of the bishop, you don't like to hear the voice of our pastors, even if you don't like it, beloved, please, just have the word of God play. Just play. There are several audio play. They, they just play the Bible. It is the power. I say it is the power. It is the power. I say it is the power. The word of God is the power. Listen to the word of God. Let it play in your house. It is your weapon. Now the reason behind preaching messages is that it brings deeper understanding and deeper meaning. You see, you have read the scriptures before. Have you thought about that, that this is your weapon? You may have not. You may have. But you see, the preaching, listening to preaching messages, it brings deeper understanding of the weapon that is available to you. Such so that it, it creates in you a hunger and a thirst for it. And a desire to have it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We are going to pray. Amen. When you are sick, just play the word of God. Amen. Read the word of God. Yes. You don't understand it, just read it. Read it. It is your weapon. Just read it. Do you understand how let there be light and there is light? Does it make sense to you? But that is the power. I said that is the power. That is what creates. That is what creates. How is it possible that you say let there be light and there is light. Let the moon be separated from, let the sun be separated and let the land be separated from this and it's all done. It is the power. It is your word. And the Bible, that is why the word of God says, it says that, it says, don't mind the enemy because the greater one is in you. Amen. The greater one, it says, don't mind the one that is in the, the greater one is in you. Amen. Beloved, let's stand onto our feet. We are going to pray for a hunger, non-stop. Let us pray for a hunger for the word of God. A hunger that we will have this weapon, a hunger for the word of God. In the name of Jesus, lift up your hands. One here this afternoon. Jesus Christ is not your savior. You have not given your life to Jesus. If you are here this afternoon, you want to give your life to Jesus. You say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to receive Christ in my life. Maybe you come to church every Sunday, but you know deep in your heart that you are very far from Jesus. You are very far from God. If you were to die today, you are not even sure where you will go. If that is you, this afternoon, I'm giving you this great opportunity. Why don't you lift up your right hand with all eyes closed, every head bowed. You say, I feel very far from Jesus. I want to give my life to Christ. If that is your prayer, do not leave this place without giving your life to Christ. You may not have that opportunity again. You may not have that opportunity again. He said, be sure of your salvation. Be sure of your salvation. If that is your prayer, I want you to lift up your right hand wherever you are. Just lift up your right hand and I'll say this short prayer with you. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Lift up your right hand and I'll say this short prayer with you. Father, we thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice you made for us. Even whilst we were still sinners, Lord, you sacrificed. You laid down your life for us. We are grateful unto you. We thank you for your word that continues to light our path. We thank you, Lord Jesus. May you keep us, preserve us, deliver us from the wicked one, deliver us from his subtlety, 
Deliver us from his lies. Deliver us from his deception. Deliver us from bad counseling in the name of Jesus. Deliver us from ungodly counsel. Deliver us from the counsel of the ungodly. Lord, may you keep us. May your word be a guide unto us. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.